Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Naked and Inside Out. This month, we are meeting with Sean Aparicio. 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 Yeah. Ah. Close. Close. No cigar. <laughs> All right, so uh, Sean is the founder and the CEO of an amazing app called One Plus Love, and its mission is to reconnect the gay community through technology. Just fantastic. So I'm going to do a little setup and a little background of the history of Sean and what he's bringing to us for this app. So doing some, you know, a little online research. This is a little profile from Sean. We start with how can technology and design remind us of our humanity? How can we use technology and design to tell better stories and to empower and to connect? To make us less passive and more creative. I'm driven to answer these questions. So, welcome, Sean, to the yeah. podcast. We're glad to hear you. We're glad to hear your words of wisdom. Um, so Thank can you so you, much. Can you, you know, kind of start us out with how you got started with One Plus Love? What is it, um, and what drove you to kind of create this amazing app? Um, One Plus Love is a social media app for the LGBT community. It connects users to local safe spaces and the supportive online community, news, entertainment, local events. So think of it as your virtual LGBT center. You know, back in the day when we used to all congregate in an LGBT center and you never knew who you were going to meet there or what was going to go on. So think of it as that kind of platform or that kind of space. Several years ago, I was working at a LGBT homeless shelter. And when I was working there, I realized a lot of the clients I was working with did not know what was going on around them in terms of, say for instance, I was working with some trans clients that didn't know that there were some amazing um, organizations and people that I work with, like um, the Audubon Center or Trans Justice, that there was a few blocks from them and they didn't know that it was there. Mm-hmm. So they had lots of questions and it was a great place for them to go and meet people that could be their mentors and people that they could look up to. And also I was doing research around that time too and I realized that some of the um, homeless shelters were being defunded. But it wasn't common knowledge or top-level knowledge in the rest of the community. So I realized that that I knew a lot of information, and how do I get that information to people's hands? So I thought about it for a while, and I was like, well, technology, Mm -hmm. right? We all have mobile phones, so why not build an app? So that basically gives you your city. You can tailor it based on your gender identity, your sexual preference, um, your relationship style, you know, however you want to define your city. So that information gets poured to you, you get a map, you get events, you get also access to a community that aligns with your identity. Mm-hmm. So that's where One Plus Love came from, from that sort of idea of like, how do we get this information and get people connected again? Right, which I think is so incredible. I mean, prior to this, have you ever built an app or do you have any background in technology? I do. I, I started my career in New York working at MTV.com. And since then, I've worked at a lot of Viacom properties, and I've worked on big financial clients, and we built apps for them, built apps for um, Bank of America and different different companies like that. Okay. So yeah, I'm familiar with with this. So are you handling like the tech end of it? No, I'm handling more of the tech end of it. I'm working with one of my co-founders, so I'm going to be working on that. I'm more, how do I get the community organized? How do how do I make sure the right organizations, right people know about what, what we're doing and get buy-in from everybody. Because this is a community-based app. They have to make sure the community wants this and 
can use this. So I need to talk to them and figure out if I'm building the right thing. Yeah, and how much research did you go in going into this, like to find all the local community centers or all the sort of data that's going into that app, or did you partner with other sort of companies to I've do I've been that? plugged into the community since I was 16 years old, so I'm not 16. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than 16. He's so. 21. <laughs> exactly. So it's hard to like say how, but I just, being very plugged in and very, this is very important to me, so. And are you from New York or did you move here? I am I was born in New York, grew up mostly in New Jersey, okay. went to school in California, went to Berkeley, then moved back here in 97. Did you always want to live in New York or what kind of brought you back from the West Coast? Well, I, in the West Coast, I was training to be a ballet dancer. I was coming back to the East Coast to go to Europe because during the time I was looking to audition for companies, Jesse Helms was defending the NEA in the United States. You know, either it was because of black people doing art or Maplethorpe and homosexuals doing art. So there was a real big push to take money out of the arts. Mm -hmm. So as artists, a lot of us thought, the, especially dancers, a lot of us thought the only place open for us would be to go to Europe because yeah. they were still funding the arts. Yeah. So I was on my way there and I stopped here because some of my friends were here and they were like, hey, do you want to stay? Yeah. And I didn't really want to, but now here I am, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I try and leave, I'm like, <laughs> something, something, yeah, something, something pulls me back. Yeah. Yeah. The city needs you, I think. It's the universe telling you. We hope. Yeah. <laughs> Can you kind of talk about, I guess, where you are in the app? Like, what process and stage are you at? Is it about to be released? or we're, getting, we're raising funds to finish the build so it can be released. We are hoping to get it in people's hands by the latest uh, for Gay Pride next year. Oh, yay. So that's what that's we're awesome. working on. I um, already have been working with a lot of different partners with different um, organizations, LGBT organizations, that I'm working with so they can work in the back end to look at whether or not this is a tool that they can use to be able to connect to their communities because a lot of nonprofit LGBT organizations don't have access to resources for technology. Mm -hmm. So here we are, capable and able to build something that they can actually talk to directly to their their community, their clients. However, you know, either giving them information on where they're located, what's going on in their center, and you know, a calendar of events and a community they can plug into. Yeah. So yeah. I love the logo, P.S. Yeah, we, um, we were talking about Thank that. You. Where did that come from? And can we get more merchandise like cut out tank tops or crop tops? We're working on more merchandise. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was like designing. She's like, oh, we can do this. And they can have shirts like this. I'm like, what? I, I'm obsessed with the logo. Like, I want it on everything. Have you seen almost. some of the stuff we've done with um, queer... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to do more of that kind of stuff. I love and also that. Also, some of the flyers. Yeah. Where did the heart come from, though? Because it's a little like origami paper on Yeah, like it's, it's like painted. A couple of years before I started the app, I was I'm an activist, and I've been an activist my whole life. I think I come from a family of activists. But when I moved back to New York, I I sort of stepped away from it for a bit, mm -hmm. and I think it was around 2010 ish, 2009. I was like, I've been doing too much corporate work. I can't do this anymore. My passion is this, is people. Yeah. So I got a group of my friends together where we started talking about like, what can I do for the community? Either, because I come from a big marketing creative background. 
So is there something I can do creatively? Is there mm -hmm. something I can do marketably? So we can change the language that, because back then it was very homophobic still. Mm -hmm. It still is. Um, but it was openly homophobic still back in 2009. Yeah. And um, we're basically thinking through campaigns we could launch, like marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends was there. He was like, I asked him to design a logo. And he had this logo with these lines through it. He's like, these are the connections of everybody in the community. So I took yeah. that idea and I worked with another friend of mine to come up with this new logo. The logo is about like how we're all connected. Yeah. So that's basically why it feels like origami is going I love that. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Can you tell us more about the profile sliders on the app? Because I think this is one of the features that kind of makes it so personal. And the fact that you can have data more personalized to your preferences because I mean the gay community is very wide and you know like everyone's looking for possibly something different um so can you kind of like walk us through like I think there's like three knobs and I love the idea there's actually four. Oh, okay there's four now there's three on the site but there's four so this when I came up with the idea for the profile sliders we're calling them sliders but even though they're not going from left to right because they're yeah. more like a field yeah um it's like a knob. When I realized that the app, how how to build the app and why, why the app was going to be important. Because first it was like, I just know this, all this information, I could put all this information in one place, but coming with the profile sliders, it's like, now I can actually open up a create a platform for all of us to come in, but also challenge ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because the sliders are meant for you to be able to look at Mm -hmm. and come back to yeah so to check in with yourself yeah i mean when i was walking through because i was like oh i'm gonna walk myself through a slider and you know like right. she's like which one am i i know you know i'm like oh it like really makes you kind of think and digest like kind of what you are looking for but and of course like those things can change as time goes on right, but I also how great. you identify as well yeah because i feel like a lot of anxiety internal anxiety like internal homophobia um, transphobia, all of that has to do with the fact that there are very prescriptive boxes we're supposed yeah. to fit into, yeah. and none of us do. Yeah. Right? No. So that's just when I was like, we can't have check boxes. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not your identity. Yeah. Your identity is more fluid, it's more gray, it's, it changes. Tomorrow, it may be yeah. some, something completely different, mm -hmm. but I, I should, it should be open. I should have some, act, some way of being able to describe that and express that. When people look at us and see something like this, they see that. Oh no, we are very complicated, very diverse, very absolutely fluid, and maybe they are as well. Yeah, and, you know, nothing's so set in stone. Can you walk us through like the four, since we don't have like a okay. visual? So there's a relationship slider. So there's four vectors. You know, what kind of relationships are you? And that's depends on. You know, you can be poly, you can be monogamous. Um, there's also gender identity. Mm -hmm. There's gender expression, mm -hmm. and there's sexual orientation. Yeah. So it's sort of like the four vectors that we, we as a queer community, queer and trans community, think about a lot. So after, after I set my dials, what's the next screen that will appear? After you set the dials in the back end, we, we do all the stuff for you. Okay. And we send, serve you up information that's well related to what, how you set the dials. Got it. So basically we're like, everybody is welcome here. Yeah. You determine what you want. Yeah. We'll get it for you. I think that's so great. There's nothing out there like it. Yeah, because right. everything else is so boxed. Right. It's, supposed to, it's like it's the very center. Encompassing. It's like the center when I was a kid. I went to, I used to go to this thing called, we called it Romper Room. Yeah. But it was like for 
18 to 20 year one year olds when you're a little young baby. Yeah. <laughs> but there, everybody was welcome. It was yeah. everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's sort of, we want to sort of create that same feel. Because right now, every, everything seems very fractured. Mm-hmm. Like even the apps that are served for the gay community are very like specific if you're this age, if you have body hair, or if you have <laughs> weight, or you're over this age, you know, there's, you're relegated to certain, certain spaces. But in those spaces, you still don't, you can't really, it's a challenge to connect. Yeah, like what if you're one of each? Like, right. well, okay, maybe I have this, but I'm also like falling to that. Or and... what if you're someplace and you just want to reach out to someone that you have a question, or yeah. you're scared, yeah. or I need a, I just need a friend, I don't need, you know. <laughs> a hookup. Or... A hookup, right? Yeah. yeah. Will you hear me? Yeah. Or are you just looking for some naughty pics, and some dick pics, or whatever? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So do you think then, with all this surge of technology in, even just like in life in general, you mentioned, and it is true, and even in New York, like, there's not a lot of gay places to like hang out, or bars, or, you know, like Janine and I always talk about, we're like, we're the lesbian <laughs> bars. They're all, they're, oh, all, they're, they're all closing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're all closing or have closed. Yeah. And that's another thing that we're not really discussing, is the yeah. fact that our spaces are, are disappearing. Like, we lost um, St. Vincent's Hospital. It's now like high-rise complex. There was supposed to be a needs memorial across the street. I don't think that's going to be built anymore. There's a, you know, so our history and we're, where we used to congregate, where we used to find each other and just like hang out, it's all disappearing. So where do we go? I mean, the only thing that's left for us is online. Yeah. Yeah. But what's online? How is everything so fractured? We can't really relate. You know? Exactly. Because when people build buildings for us, they think of us purely as sexual beings. Mm-hmm. My God, I would have to be having sex all the time. But yeah. I do yoga, <laughs> you know, I go to work, I sleep, you know, yeah. I go to movies. So, you know, what about that part? What about all that? Yeah. In between, that's ninety percent of more. You know. the, at my age, probably a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> we will get into that. That'll be, that'll be the next next episode. But it's so sad in a city like New York that there is no outlet for that. Like, man, I can't even think. Like, if I was in, I don't know, the Midwest or something. Like, wh- there's no place to congregate or meet which I mean it's something that OnePlus Love really provides right and one of the things we want from OnePlus Love also is like take it offline that's why the local events and the map is very important because now you know where things are so you can go someplace to meet real people yeah it's about you know in real life connections you know make a friend you're going to need someone you know to talk to if you're in the Midwest and something shitty is going on you're going to reach out to you know sometimes I, I I worry for some of my friends that live outside the city, they are looking for medical attention, mm-hmm. what kind of experience they're going to they're gonna have. Yeah. You know, who's there to support them? Yeah. It's interesting bringing up, like, how all sort of, like, our centers are closing. Like, at least for me, yes, there's, like, the center LGBT communities, which I was actually terrified to go to. Uh, which now looking back on it seems very silly or there's all these sort of meetups and all these events around the community and I was like almost like oh my god I can't go you know and it's something where I think bringing sort of like that digital or technology into it where you can see like oh people are going to be here that are like me or just I don't know I think it's more a friendly approach to it so you know that there's like kind of a community aspect to it even though all those other things have that it's almost like a home for all those things right that's why we designed it to not have the usual LGBT 
coloring, markers. We don't, we call it One Plus Love because it's you and your community. We made sure because we know that outside of New York City, San Francisco, Chicago, very few places around the world, you're going to, if you have a gay app, we're seeing this right now, like um, in Egypt, there are people, there are stings being led, people are being arrested through gay apps. You know, they think they're going to a hookup, but actually it happens to be a police officer arresting people. Oh, wow. So we here. have to be very, very careful. Like, um, How is the, that even legal? The Ashley yeah. Madison leak, a lot of people are concerned about that leak because of the fact that if you look at the, the numbers that they crunched, majority of people on there were men, but they weren't real women. The numbers were still like about 2,000, less than 2,000 real women. So oh, wow. looking at it, there was some discussion around how there were other men hooking up with men there. Mm -hmm. So that data leak outside the United States and certain countries had put people at risk. So how do we provide a piece of technology that is also safe, mm -hmm. you know, that also doesn't look like, doesn't have the markings, and also how do we do that? How do we, you know, protect people's identities? Because when Facebook just had that, that whole real name thing, you remember the debacle a couple of years ago? No. Where Facebook asked a lot of the drag queens and trans people from the trans oh, community yes, to, to provide their real names. Yeah. That's oh, a yeah. risk. That's a risk for women suffering from domestic violence. There's a, there's a risk for a lot of people. There's many reasons why you don't want to have your real name out there. We're also, we don't want you to, we, we want you to put an alias in. We, whatever, however you choose to identify is how you should identify. Because you have, we're trying to keep you safe. So now this app will be available worldwide, essentially? Essentially, after a while. First one will launch it here in the United States and then work with uh, partners outside the United States. Because I have um, relationships with people in Europe and Asia and South America that I... So in terms of, like, I guess, searching for, like, events or something along those lines, is it going to be centralized to, say, like, major cities first? Or are you planning on... Major cities first, but... Since it's a community-based app, who in the community? Because we don't want to, we're one plus is not the ones who are going to dictate what it's going to look like in Tokyo, for instance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, to the community in Tokyo should decide. So mm -hmm. whoever we partner with or whoever wants to be that person in Tokyo that takes the app and makes it into what what's, ne what's needed in Tokyo. Yeah, right? like what it means for that. Right, community. exactly. So it should, we're building it, but we're also in Tokyo. For you to, to, to utilize. like customize and yeah, exactly. make it more friendly to whatever location right. and community. Um, That's the reason why I spend a lot of time talking to people about what they need versus what we want to provide them. Which makes a lot of sense, right? You're finding out with your users or, or like right. the people need versus what like you think that they want. Because right, we're, we're our communities, we have to be very careful because we're not like everybody else. You know, we're mm -hmm. at risk a lot, mm -hmm. even in New York City. Mm -hmm. So is this something you're working on full-time? I'm, it... well, I'm working on a lot of things full-time. So yeah, this is one of the things I'm working on full-time as well. Are you working on other full-time things for the LGBT community? Or, or other just other things in I, general? I'm yeah. doing some nonprofit work for the LGBT community in tech. So I'm trying to start discussions about how we can get more um, access and how do we mentor each other and what do we need to create safe space and opportunities for ourselves in tech. Because tech is something exploding, we're going to make sure we're, we're actually in it to make sure it reflects our lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we're not in it and we don't have, we're not part of the discussion, we're going to be forgotten. Yeah. That's so sad. It's very sad. <laughs> but then, you know, there's amazing people like Sean that are bringing 
things to the world that will help this. I know. Yes. But it's just sad that you have to fear, like, who you are. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, especially in this day and age, right? Like, you know, you see these things about, like, marriage equality and, like, all this great that is coming for our community, which I think is helping everything. But it's still sad that, like, other people around the world or... You know, even other places in the United States, like at the hide, like, they, they don't, don't have the self-expression. Don't forget yeah. the inter- intersectional analysis too. We as LGBT, but also women, Planned Parenthood. You know, yeah, the Republican assault on women. We're also people of color, Black Lives Matter. We also practice different religions. So mm-hmm. there's many different ways. You know, yeah. it's just not only marriage equality. Marriage equality is just one little piece in a small pie. There's a lot going on right now. That we all are concerned of, you know. I could get beat up walking down the street, and I, you know, maybe 15 minutes later, I'll find out for what reason, you know. But there's, I carry multiple oppressions. You have to think of the whole person. Yeah, for sure. What were you going to say before I uh, got on this sad tangent? <laughs> like, no, yeah. I mean, no. It, I mean, what it's about is awareness. And I think, too, like, to feel safe. Like, that's so important, like wherever you are I mean and whatever sort of issues you're facing it's just having that feeling of safeness or people or a community that you can relate to and talk well, to that's the thing like right. having that community that's part of the, um, the safety it's having that community yeah who do you talk to when you're feeling depressed who do you talk to when you feel like you're at the end of your road who do you reach out to who's there for you you know or who understands slightly exactly. what you're going through maybe yeah. it's slightly different but it has to be but it has to be someone who does understand where you're coming from. Yes, absolutely. Right? You can't spend the first part of why you're at the end of your rope explaining yeah. the rope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no time and you're talking to somebody that can't even relate. Exactly, absolutely. yeah. And you get a bunch of platitudes like, oh, life is going to be better tomorrow. Yeah. 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 It's like, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's We're not smart. Tomorrow not may not happen. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a question about the whole launch because I was... I don't know, painting pictures in my mind. Do you think, I mean, if it does release for a gay pride, are you guys going to have a float? And I thought about it. Can I maybe be on it? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> which, which, I just, which city should we have the float? Which city? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I mean, I'm going to say New York. Of course. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're stuck here now, right? Now right. Okay. Exactly. Well, yeah, right? Every time I try and leave, <laughs> no, um, stay. <laughs> I hope would be so. a great idea, yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, you know, like, what would be, like, the biggest impact to, like, really showcase in For a me, the way. biggest impact would be to showcase our community. Yes. The diversity. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's not so much us. We're the platform. We're the tool. Yes. But how do I get your stories out? How mm-hmm. do I change the look of gay marketing? Mm-hmm. How do I change the look of gay stories? So it fits all of us. Yeah. You know, because we're not the, the white cisgender, you know, gay male who's from middle class, upper middle class background. We're not, you know, we're not all him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So how do we tell our stories? We've got lots of amazing stories. Yeah. We're some really talented motherfuckers. <laughs> but it's like, how do we get, how do we foreground that stuff? Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's what's important. And if, I feel like, I feel like a, a lot more gay media would be doing a lot better if they actually understood that. And told the whole story versus... Right. Create a space for, because I've seen some amazing stuff from so many people that you don't you have to go digging like I said I have to go digging for 
Yeah. Right? Why do you think that is? Because we don't we don't have access to the tools. Remember, we're struggling. We're being we're we're outside. Yeah. We're we're not let in. We're not in. Well, they also paint a certain picture too, right? Like. Right, but you're if you fit the picture, then you let you're allowed in, as long as you fit the picture. Yeah. Right. In the next five years, do you think this is something where we'll be seeing more of, like more exposure and like? People really need, really wanted to actually tell their stories yeah. and share. Because if we're right now, we're looking at the struggle with Black Lives Matter. We're looking at the struggle with um, women's rights and women's issues. But to shed light and to break open that, we women have to become people, not women. This one long, huge concept. Mm-hmm. The transgender community is not just a, one or two people. Mm-hmm. There's a huge communities doing so many amazing things yeah you know same thing with the black lives matter movement the black community is so diverse but if you just pick and choose these stories these that support the fight as you've outlined it we're going to continue in the same struggle over and over again right you know so how do we change that we have to show people like that's just one story look at all the other stories yeah look at all the other reasons yeah Yeah. i mean I don't know, call me an optimist, but I do have faith. I feel like people do want diversity and... Because it humanizes us once yeah. we see that, oh my God, you're just not this one thing I thought. Yeah. Wait, you're just like me. Like I want to get to you're know... You're just like me. This one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, crazy. I mean, that's a crazy idea. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> my God, I had the same issue too, but I didn't have any words for it, but you just gave me words for it. I mean, that happens if we give space, create space for people that are actually can articulate what's going on with them and can tell these stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, like One Plus Love, again, like it's a great platform to kind of push that, push that start. Um, exactly. So with that said, with people in the media, right, like we were actually before the start, we were talking about Caitlyn Jenner and how like this has become like this huge thing in the media and how it's almost like maybe more accepted than if it wasn't someone like a celebrity right? that was, you know, coming out. Well, I think more people take interest because of that forward, you know, it's front and center. Like, I don't watch TV. I don't watch trash TV. So, I mean, you still hear it. Like, even if you don't want to, it's, I don't know, it shows up in your Facebook feed and you don't want it to. Or, you know, like somebody's talking about it at work or, you know, like it is, it's, I guess it's a pop culture thing now, but go ahead. It's true though, like Sean was saying uh, before we were recording, it's like someone like that has all the tools, has all the money that they need, all the sort of uh, resources, if you will, to do those things. So how do you, like it is encouraging, I think it's great that it's out there, but how do you encourage that other half, which is probably like majority of the world, you know, like how, you know, how does that... Out, what's out there, um, Caitlin? Mm-hmm. How she's out there as a trans icon? Mm-hmm. There are multiple stories to Caitlyn Jenner's story. You know, there's many things going on there, and it's interesting what they pick and choose to show and tell. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that were doing trans that are still doing and have been doing trans activism for years that we don't hear about. There are some things that Caitlyn has said about marriage equality. Um, Caitlyn Jenner is also a Republican. Caitlyn Jenner has access to all these resources and is mm-hmm. pushing herself in the media. There's a lot of, there's a lot, there's, so there's a class issue. There's access to um, healthcare. 
there's a lot, and there's also, I hate to bring it up, didn't Caitlin hit somebody with power? Uh, what? Oh, that's what it was about. Really? And the judge, I see, and this is Facebook feeding me news, and I click on it <laughs> because I'm guilty. <laughs> that's what it was for. The judge denounced her as a legal female, which means she wouldn't go to a male prison. Get out I don't know. Of there was this Wait, whole. She's, the judge said what? Do not quote me, anybody. <laughs> um, that she was pronounced legally a female, and that she won't go to a men's prison. I don't know. There was a whole like I guess conversation that's, with. That's. I mean, the whole issue of the prison industrial complex is a. It's a huge issue, and for I'm happy, Caitlin. Her gender has been reaffirmed by that judge, and yeah. that's what, what the case is. Yeah. But what about all the other yeah. trans women, especially trans women of color, who are sitting in a wrong jail? Exactly. Yeah. Or sitting in jail, prison for quality of life crimes mm-hmm. because they don't have the money, mm-hmm. they don't have the family, they don't have the support, and they're doing whatever they can to survive. Mm-hmm. What about those stories? Yeah. yeah. What about them? You know? Yeah. So I'm more interested in what we can do for them. Right. Than exactly. following the whole Caitlyn Jenner media yeah. spin. Yeah, oh, totally. that, to me... It's a whole nother That, to me, you know, basically obfuscates what's really going on. There are a huge part of our communities being targeted by the police and yeah. by the legal system. And that needs to be, that needs to be brought, about, brought up and changed. Yeah. We need to support that. We need to do what we can to get them out of jail or out of detention because they've immigrated to the United States and they're considered undocumented. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And I'd rather not talk about Caitlin because Caitlin's not talking about these things. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about, um, I mean, not as in the spotlight, the younger girl, her name's Jazz something? I don't know. With the Instagram, yeah. the young girl. She's like a young trans girl, which I don't even know if her name is Jazz, but we can look no, into it. But no, so. it's this young trans girl that the mother or the parents are actually allowing her to be who she to truly transition. is. And yeah. I think she has a show also. But I mean, again, as an optimist, at least a little exposure is better than none. You can disagree with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're I, saying I, it's I, not agree, I agree that ex- some exposure is, is good because we're actually talking about us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're actually there they're actually acknowledging that we exist. Yeah. But I'm cautious and a little suspicious yeah. of the type of media we get. Yeah. And who gets to be highlighted. Yeah. And how and it's being filtered actually. Exactly. To because it's always else. it's always the perfect. You know, see, this is the perfect. So why doesn't anybody else live up to the perfect? This is, again, why we need to tell all our stories. Yeah, yeah. in the because, single image right, that's because being portrayed. Now, what about, I'm worried about the person in Iowa or Ohio or wherever mm-hmm. who can't live up to that. Yeah. 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 If right? I am trans, do I need to look right. like this role model? Right. can't. Yeah. For fear of life, for whatever. Yeah. For re- lack of resources, because she needs to eat today. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's the story that's more interesting to me, and that's more where I focus rather than the celebrity of the week. I feel like it's it's a very good way for them to package us, yeah, and t- sell us back to us. Yeah. So this is who you are. Yeah. If not, then 
go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, exactly. (laughs) Right? Like we were talking about earlier, like who gets in to these, who has access to technology, who has, if you fit our criteria, if you're the image we want or image we are safe with, Mm -hmm. then you get access. But just as long as you do this and this and this. If you uphold our our lifestyles and our ideals. Yeah. Rather than challenging them. I come from a background where we were core activists back in the day. We didn't want, we challenged the government. We didn't want the government in our relationships. So I'm from a different generation. Our, our friends are dying from HIV and AIDS. So yeah. I'm looking at this completely different. So how has, how do you think that has influenced like sort of the rest of your life? Like from a young age being an activist and sort of, I feel like you've, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like storytelling has always been something important to you. How do you think that's shaped you? Well, it helps me understand, right? I need, we need to tell each other stories. Number one, stories are important for us to be able to imagine a better future. So the stories that are being marketed to us about our future, dystopian, you know, lack of opportunity, option, just basically give it because everything is going to be really pathetic. That's what we're being sold, right? Every show we see, every movie that comes out, regardless of whatever dreams you may have about us being a fair and equitable planet, nope, it's going to be nuclear war, we're going to be fighting for limited resources, it's just the way it is, so just be happy where you are, right? Whether, rather than tell stories about like, oh, we can have a better future, like sort of like a Star Trek thing, you know, where the future is socialist or whatever they call it. But yeah, if we don't tell these stories, we don't have a way of imagining a better way, mm-hmm. uh, better out, a way out. Yeah. So that's why it's important to tell these stories. Like, I survived it, let me tell you how I survived it. Mm-hmm. Let me share my story with you. I'll help you through. Yeah. Right. Hopefully this gets you to where you need to go next. But continue looking for people that, that are like you, that, are, that understand you, coming from where you're coming from. Yeah, and it helps. I mean, like, you open up and tell your story, and then, you know, that next person is willing to tell their story also. And it's just chain reaction. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when you're not doing all these many fabulous things, you're all your full time <laughs> job. Yeah, all your three full time jobs. Like, what do you do to sort of like I don't know, just stay in tune with everything? Like I don't know, are you reading anything interesting? Is it like doing yoga? Is like like what do you kind of do to sort of just like recenter yourself? I do a lot of yoga. I do read a lot. I read a lot. Um, what do you usually read? read? Anything good? I read, a lot, I read a lot of theory, I read a, read a lot of philosophy, I read a lot of history, uh, a lot of critical race theory, feminism, queer theory, a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, just basically to ground myself and understand, listen to, to hear stories. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it helps me understand where, what I'm going through and where I am. And it also gives me direction, helps me understand what I can, what I can do and how I can help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I read a lot. And then yoga, you said as well? Yeah, yoga, meditation. Just chill out. Don't take anything so personally. Just yeah. be patient with people. Oh, he's good. He is an know, optimist. Like, yoga be patient. Master. Be patient with people. That, you have that's to be patient. Because you never know take that where they are <laughs> in the middle of their struggle. Right? Yeah, when very you, true. When yeah. you meet them. Like, I was part of Occupy. In Occupy, there was a lot of... I was part of a queer group in Occupy. And a lot of what I saw in Occupy was like space for people who had suffered a lot trying to express it and people butting heads and it was very interesting watching that whole microcosm blow up and fall apart and come back together in many different ways and just like spread out into different things 
but it's interesting. So, where do you see yourself sort of in the next like five, ten years? What's your next full time? Yeah, like, what's day? your like just after? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. one plus <laughs> love like blows up. You're still involved, but you, maybe you passed it on to people. Like, is there another like? Yes, passing it on to people because it's really like I said, it's a platform for the community, so the community yeah. should take it over. You know, I build it up, get it going, and then it's not mine. I don't get to dictate what right. else does. I think I want to go to grad school and study for a bit. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. What would you study? Probably uh, political philosophy or philosophy. Yeah. In New York, or you want to, like, get out of here? I may leave. I may want to leave the country, because, nice. I, you know, <laughs> bills <laughs> yes. are real. It's not like you can afford to go to school here. Oh, they yes. They make it very <laughs> difficult. Tell me about it. <laughs> and can you imagine a late-in-life uh, student like me having to pay all those bills off? Forget about it. So there's some countries abroad that actually will allow people to study there. Yeah. What? For rev- free? A revolutionary idea, right? Wow. I wish I would have known about We're all going to Europe. Let me rewind back a couple of yeah. years. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine how much, yeah, yeah. How much better the world would be, or at least the United States would be, right? if we, we would We'd all have a lot more money. Like a lot more opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Because a lot we can't more move knowledge. around if we have so much debt. Yeah. Very true. We have limited life choices, and no one's talking about that. So you actually have to keep your head down. It's just so sad to think that the majority, the best part of our lives, are given to someone else. Yeah. Forty yeah. to eighty hours, if you're in New York, eighty hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. So how do you find enough time to do everything? Is you, you just have like a really good time management, or like really good time management? It took me a while to get it, but I yeah, really good, and also being okay with letting something slide yeah. for a second. Yeah, you can't beat yourself up over it. You know, New Yorkers can do that to you, but you just gotta like tomorrow. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. There's yeah. always tomorrow. What else? Or ask for help. Yeah. yeah, that's a good that's mm-hmm. good advice too because I feel like sometimes it is it's hard to ask, ask because yeah. I don't know at least like for myself. But if we want to be a community, we gotta ask. Absolutely, know, we have to ask each other. We only build each other up together. Exactly, especially our community. We did have to we asked each other for help to get through this far. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do it on our own. That's it's very true. What would you say is one of the biggest risks you've taken in all of this journey? Thus far, I take or one that you a lot. Talk about. Yeah, because I, I believe in myself, mm-hmm. so I would give it up things over and over again. Like I don't really have many things, possessions, because to me that's not important. Mm-hmm. It's just the work mm-hmm. and the passion and drive. So I would give everything up to go try something new, even if I fail at it. But at least I've like had the experience because you know there's a lesson there I can bring back. So what words of advice would you have for our listeners that? are afraid to take that risk. <laughs> get your community together first. Get people yeah. around you that you feel safe with that you can talk to about the risk you want to take and see who around you can help you take the steps to get there. It's hard to do it on your own, mm-hmm. but knowing that someone's going to be there to pick you up when you fall down and actually go through it with you, because it's for both of you or yeah. for all of you, you yeah. know, that you go through this journey together. Yeah. So yeah, I would. I would do that. Find out who who's going to be there. Who's your boo? Who's going to be there? <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, 
Absolutely. So I, I love that. arrested who's going to be there to get, <laughs> to get <him> out. <laughs> <laughs> who's got the right to bail me out? Who's not? Don't ask questions. <laughs> you should know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just come, show up. Show up. Yeah. Exactly. Just be there. <laughs> <laughs> Could have saw it happening. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so thanks so much for coming on. This has been well, really great. I'm sure we can dabble into many other things. On yeah, we time. might. There might be a part two yeah. and three. I feel like I could pick your brain for weeks. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I just had a picture of a zombie, like <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna pick your brain of knowledge. Yeah. So if anyone wants to find you, where, where would be the best place uh, on the web to find you? you go to OnePlusLove.com. That's O-N-E-P-L-U-S-L-O-V-E.com. And you can um, send an email to info at oneplusnet.com. That goes directly to me. So that's info at oneplusnet.com. So okay. I, I get those and I answer them. Awesome. Okay, great. We'll add them uh, on the site. Truly an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm sure our listeners will have the same feedback too. It's such an honor. Like, Thank I don't you. know. I'm like Lowey. <laughs> I hope you all can like walk away from listening to this feeling the same way. As always, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, inquiries, or feedback, please email us at hello at Naked and Inside Out. Please also check out our iTunes store feed page. Um, page. Thank you. Yeah. And give us your feedback and please rate us. Um, shout us out on Twitter and on Facebook. We're everywhere, <laughs> so there's no excuse. Janine, anything else? That's it. Until That's next it. time, everyone. Thanks so much, everyone.